There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of season 5 of The Magicians. I can't wait till we're like... Season 24. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> it won't go that far, but I'm just, I'm liking that we're season five. I know this is weird and we're that far in, but so many of our shows have not made it this far. And this is so yeah. good. Yes, it is. But people, Steve is about to tell us ratings. Where is everybody? Exactly. Episode seven brought in a 0. 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with 0. 0.328 million viewers making it the 78th rated cable show for the day. Where did everybody go? Yes, you missed an awesome episode. Oh my gosh. And then this episode, holy shnikes. Yeah. This is so good. I loved it. And I'm just like, where are all our Magicians fans? And I'm going to say this because I know there's some that are listening who, for whatever reason, have not watched because I'm seeing a lot more saying they want to wait and just binge the whole thing. No, don't do that. Because this is not on a streaming service, and unfortunately, they're looking at the rating. So we obviously need you to watch, even if you kind of half-ass watch it. Right. And (laughs) just to get the numbers in there, and then you can go back and binge watch everything. But you need to watch. It made me so sad when I seen all sorts of people saying, I'm just going to wait and binge watch it. But if we don't get another season, because so many people do that, then what? Then we're all going to be sad. Yes. So, that being said, let's jump into the episode, shall we? All right. Episode 8, Garden Variety Homicide. Josh returns from his nephew's bar mitzvah. Margo and Elliot share a mojito. (laughs) They're back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this. We still don't know what the hell happened to Zelda. She just kind of like, poof, disappeared. Yeah. And Katie wasn't in this one either. Nope. What is going on? That's a really good question. Maybe they're out on a secret mission, removing all the hedge witches' read mark. Uh, you know what? I did kind of forget. I believe they kind of mentioned that in passing in an episode. So oh, maybe yeah. that's when... what, what it is. That means we better have a huge episode with them again soon. Yes. But we start off in break bills where Alice has moved the control panel inside, which doesn't make Hamish real happy as it's making him more work. Because he's got to move all the plants inside. Oh my gosh. I have to say that was kind of funny. Because he's bringing all these plants in and just bitching. Yeah. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? She's like, well, we need a bigger area so we can try to work some magic and figure stuff out. And he's like, but my plants. It's like, all right, calm, yeah. calm down. It's like, this isn't a greenhouse. No. And he pitches a little fit by dumping Alice's purse on the floor just to let her know what this change has done to him. 
and he sees Q's paper and notices a plant drawing on it, which he asks about. Oh, my God. Now, first of all, I thought she was going to have a meltdown that oh, yeah. <laughs> he is touching the paper. And not because he dumped her purse, but because that right. that is from Q. Right. So I, I really thought she's going to lose it. And there's magic in that room, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Now, he tells Alice he knows an expert that might be able to provide some information about the plant, but the guy hangs out in the multiverse. So does that mean probably he's a traveler? Yeah, probably not a good thing. Yeah. So they go to Penny, and he tells them no, because the guy has a red stamp on his folder. So apparently he <laughs> tried to apply and... <laughs> Big red stamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it as everything's happening and they're trying to talk him into it. And even Alice explaining, right? Oh, he's an expert. We found this paper and Q stuff. It might be super important. Blah blah blah. And he's like, I think I should believe Big Red Stamp, right? And but I don't know what it. What do you think ultimately it was that kind of broke Penny down? Because he finally agrees if the guys can be verified not to be infected. Which right. can anything be totally verified with everything that's happening no. right now? No. I think it was the fact that it was Q's paper and it could be important. And because Alice was the one who asked? Probably. I now, mean, of course, if it was Julia, I mean, he wouldn't have even thought twice about it. But Well, I mean, I think we talked last episode that we were kind of surprised that they haven't had something with Alice and Penny. Right. Since those were the two that were there when Q died. Right. So, I, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of underlying guilt there for penny probably so ray shows up and hamish runs the test on him he's got to chew something and spit it out at least he doesn't have the uh shit spider yeah i'm like what (laughs) that's a thing all right you know what why am i surprised because margo was talking about anus magic you know two episodes back center magic thank you (laughs) I shouldn't be surprised at anything anymore with the show. No. Now, Ray is a very arrogant SOB, and he and have Alice have a battle of verbal barbs. Oh, my God. Come on. He started with mansplaining. You're not going right. to understand this. I'm like, yeah. oh. She's just not the person up. to say that to. <laughs> no. Not to now, Alice. Of course, he wants some equipment, and Alice agrees to get it because she cannot stand the guy. And when she comes back, Ray makes a run for the door, and she sees Hamish on the floor. Not a good sign. No, I'm like, oh, crap. Because we seen yeah. the eye thing, bef- like, right before. Or no, right when right. Alice was leaving the room. Leaving, right. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. What did he do? Did he infect him? Is it like an alien? What is it? Right. So Alice slams the door shut with her magic and wants to know what he did to Hamish. Well, Ray says he's going to be okay and wants to buy the paper from her. (laughs) Not going to happen. No. So Ray tries to get off a spell, but Alice is much quicker and knocks him into the wall. Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah. Hamish wakes up and goes, what the hell's going on? And Ray falls to the floor, and his stomach basically disintegrates, releasing a ton of spores. It looked like when you blow a, the white dandelion, like, right. poofy seeds. <laughs> yeah, that had been one hell of a dandelion. Oh, though. my God. That's why I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And, okay, so 
Hamish is like, we have to get out of here. And Alice, of course, kind of runs up to grab the paper. And I'm like, don't breathe that crap in. You don't know what it is. Right. Because I feel, and of course it was the angle, but it's like, it looked like her face was like in it. Yeah. So, very close. Like, what are you doing? So later on, they meet up with Penny and Hamish explains that Ray was hosting a symbiote and was sharing a consciousness with the spores. Penny was pissed. Oh, yeah. And, of course, this is beyond their knowledge. And Penny decides to evacuate. And as they walk out of the office, they see a couple of students in the hall. Penny tells them to go to the physical kid's house. But instead, they charge after the group. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like the board. Just give us the paper. It's like, right. Ah! <laughs> so they get back into the office. But the students start punching through the door. Zombie plants. Oh, my God. Wait. He actually says that. He, which this, again, some of the stuff that they said just kind of cracked me up. Because he's like, oh, this might be more zombie plague than I thought. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> This is not good, dude. No, so it's off to see Fog. Now, of course, Fog complains about Penny being the worst damn break bills Dean they've ever had. <laughs> and I sure. blew up my break bills. Yeah. So they explain the situation. and Fog tells them he knows someone in his timeline that can help because he had worked with her on a spell. Shouldn't have said that because Alice remembers the professor's name. And that she died a few years ago, so they leave Fog in the cleaning room, vowing to eventually get out of there. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah, because he's going to turn them into lobsters and eat them. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow, kind of dark, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so they manage to get to the library and figure that the students inside are all infected with the spores. So Alice volunteers as she was good at being invisible in high school. I don't see how that's possible. <laughs> now, after a game of hide-and-seek with one student, Alice finds the book, but as always, knocks another book off the shelf, which alerts the student. It never fails. Right. She's it's, got clumsies. It's like, what the heck? You are, like, squishing in between bookshelves. Right. You have to literally take a book off the shelf, and you're like, whoops, I'm going to drop a bunch. <laughs> Okay, you got so the dropsies, got it. Yeah, she heads to the door, and the student starts after her. She makes it out of the library, and Penny knocks the student out. Thought that was a little bit too easy. Well, hey, good to have some muscle there, I guess. I guess. So later on, Alice gives the student the antidote as Penny and Hambish hold him down. Of course, the spell works, and the spores are expelled from the guy, but all go straight into Penny. And we see the eyes. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah. that is the creepiest freaking thing. Yeah. It's like, seriously, I close my eyes and I can like see that weird movement. It just like, oh my God, it's like horror movie moment. I don't yeah. know what it is, but it creeps me out. So Alice and Hamish make their escape and end up in the physical kid's house. Now they have a nice little serious sit down talk where Alice discovers that Hambish lost his wife several years ago, and that he named the plant after her. This was really sweet and kind of painful. I mean, they're bonding, and basically, he's telling Alice it gets easier over time. It will get better over time, right. yeah. But it's never going to be gone. What right. did he say? 
try to make it to at least a year. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yep. The first year is the hardest. So later on, Alice meets with Penny and is willing to give him the page as long as he tells her why they want it. And he does. Yeah. He tells her it's an instruction manual to the world seed and that the seed is pure potential and it could grow into an entire world. What? Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't sound good. And so, of course, now in my head, I'm thinking, what if, big what if, guys, tinfoil hat. This is the apocalypse. Right. Because <laughs> we find other weird shit out as things go down here. Yes, because Alice gives him the page and Penny starts to leave, but falls down when he gets to the doorway. Of course, he wants to know what she's doing to them, and Alice explains they were limiting themselves to just one host. And we see what Alice and Hambish were up to, as they gather the other spores left in the lab and put small doses into the students, reducing its capacity. Yeah, I love it. He's just like spraying everybody. He's like, Professor Thing. Like, what? Yeah. He's <laughs> spraying in my face. Yeah, exactly. So they split the spores up, reducing its power. So Penny gets up and says, This is the worst job ever. <laughs> and then realizes he's holding the page and gives it back to. Alice, and Alice asks him what he remembers. And this is when I was like, this is why my theory kind of came up. Right, because Penny remembers, tells her about a huge debt that had to be paid. A couple came, and they didn't ask any questions. The couple. Yes, not just a couple. No, the couple. And he remembers being scared shitless. The couple has power and resources and has been looking for the World Seed page for a really long time, and they are not good people, and they won't be the only ones coming after the page. Which really kind of worries me. Yes, and they wonder what the hell was Quentin doing with something so powerful? I want to know who the couple is. Now, at first, I'm thinking McAllister. Right, absolutely. And I'm like, well, who's still with her? But then if it's this fungus thing, what if it goes even further back? What if it's like some God-level people? Right. And then I start thinking, oh my God, now what? And that's why I thought, maybe it's a whole different world and a different apocalypse, because people from away, maybe it's not the Takers. Right. I don't know. It's freaking me out, though. How many more yeah, apocalypse and- can we stop? What's exactly. the of apocalypse? Because. <laughs> <laughs> We might be hitting three this season. Yeah. Wouldn't it be weird if one of the couple happens to be Jane Chatwin and she was doing this all along because she had seen that Quentin had found the page and was just waiting for him to bring it with him on one of the trips to Fillory, which fortunately he never did. Oh, my God. What? No, she's supposed to be the good guy. Don't say that. I know she's supposed to be, but. (laughs) Oh, great. Now that's going to... Thank you for planting that seed in my head. That will grow like a fungus. Yes. (laughs) So we jump over to Fillory, and the episode opens with a woman chasing several children around and around, but she stops as she hears a noise in the woods. Okay, I can't be the only one going, oh, this isn't going to be good, as soon as you've seen kind of the woman playing with the kids. Right. Like, instantly went to a dark place there. (laughs) Yep. 
And it didn't get any better because she grabs the pitchfork and investigates. But when she returns, all six children are gone. And when you heard it just go instantly silent. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Why? And I think everybody was probably cussing Seb at that point. Yep. And so we see that Josh and Julia have joined up with the group and they discuss how to stop the Dark King. It's a daunting task as he is powerful and could be immortal. It seeing sure that he's been around over 300 years. So Margot decides that L needs to discover DK's weakness so they can kill him. Now, L isn't real happy about it, but finally agrees to the plan and walks away. Okay, that was kind of sad. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, yeah, it's all right. Poor Elliot. Yeah. You know, he is just not winning at relationships right now. That's all no, I can say. Not at all. And you hate that Margot was the one who came up with it and basically demanded he be the one to do it. But if you're trying to find out what DK's weakness is, you got to have somebody that's close to him. And L's the perfect candidate. Yeah. It's the only thing you can do. Right. So... Charlton tells Elle he needs to explain his feelings to Margot, and surprise, surprise, he actually does. See, I thought Charlton was telling him he has to explain his feelings to Margot and tell Margot about Charlton. No. Because she doesn't know about either right now. Right. But yeah, I was surprised he opened up with his feelings. Yeah. And Margot assures Elle that she will find a way to keep Elle from having to kill DK. Later on, we get the bomb, first bomb drop as Julia pays Finn a visit as she's been feeling off lately. And if she knows of a plant she could pee on. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. And basically by the time I came up with the answer is when we're getting the messenger bunny saying, pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> did she pee on the bunny? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I'm really weirded out. Yeah. I believe the messenger bunny could tell <laughs> without getting beat off. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other kind of story. Let's not go into that. No. Now, of course, Finn is absolutely ecstatic about this and Julia, not so much. Now, Julia wants Finn to keep it a secret from everyone. And she agrees, even though she turns around and lets it slip that Elliot has a phobia of butterflies, that was hilarious. which was supposed to be a secret. So, now, is that okay? That was funny. Come on. Yes. Now, do you think they wrote in her actual pregnancy, or this was just part of the storyline and it just worked out? I have a feeling they wrote it in because I was looking. I'm like, wow. or they may have even known before they started that yes, Julia was planning on trying to get pregnant, so they may have wrote it in. Prior to her officially being pregnant. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, you can see that she's pregnant there for those clothes or yes, not. Yes. But I, I just thought that was cute. And then with which we'll we'll get to, I'm sure more Ben and Julia. I'm like, well, that's going to make life a little easier for a reality. Oh yeah. But please. So Josh interrupts Margot's planning meeting with L with a tray of cookies. I want some macaroons. I just want some. Yeah, they did look good. <laughs> yeah. And Margot tells Josh not to be a distraction and to get out, but 
else snags a cookie for himself, which just happens to give Margot an idea. Have Elle take a tray of cookies to DK. I thought she just poisoned them or something. Right. That would have been the easy way, or you would think. But, of course, if he's immortal, that's not going to matter. Yeah. And so Elle brings the tray in to DK, who isn't feeling well and is distraught over the children being taken. Okay, I can't help but feel that some of this is a show for Elliot. It's got to be. After seeing him raising the takers, it's got to be a a show. And he's a damn good liar because as you watch it, you think he's being as sincere as possible. Yeah. And you just go, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Of course, Elle wants DK to step down, but DK says he can't. And that it's a choice he made a long, long time ago. And that he's tied to a conduit so many lifetimes ago. Well, this guy definitely has been around a long time. Yeah, he does mention it's been so long. I'm like, yeah, but if he was the one who was around, why didn't he recognize Elliot and Margot Margo and Ben? Ben and Josh. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like he would have. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he should have realized that, well, there's Finn and Josh. The I let the uh, people get rid of them. Right. And they're alive? What the hell's going on here? So, yeah, something is definitely still not adding up with DK. L tells him they should go camping, and that seemed to be the trigger word for DK as he kisses L. And off comes DK's shirt, revealing a tattoo of a tree on its chest. Okay, that was quick. I'm just saying. It was like, kiss. All right, off with the shirt. I was surprised because Elliot didn't remove anything. Elliot's just like, oh, okay. That works for me. Right, but even he seemed to be kind of taken aback, like, wow, this is moving a little quicker than I expected. And we've seen what Elliot does. Yeah. But DK finally regains his senses and pushes L away, telling him that they should not see each other that way. Talk about a 360 turn. Right. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What else you got hiding in those pants? (laughs) So later the group is gathered and L tells them about the conduit and the tree tattoo. Josh believes he can find the tree, but... Of course, shouldn't go alone. And without even thinking, Julia volunteers. And we get the most awkward scene of the episode as Finn tells them that she can't. <laughs> and Finn can't because they have toe worms. What the <laughs> yeah. hell toe worms? I love Josh. is like, I thought that's only for a wooden foot. She's like, no, no, a lot that you don't know about toe worms. <laughs> huh? Like, I feel like. Big giant question mark, but I mean, I guess Julia can always be like, it's a ringworm, not toe worm, but whatever. She doesn't understand. Like, blow it off that way. Right. But really, that's what you came up with? <laughs> toe worms. So, a little later, we see Julia and Finn discussing things, and Finn realizes it's the, I don't even remember what month she called it. Oh, but that, yeah. Red monkey month. Yes, where everything everything goes faster. Say what? Except, wait, what'd she say? Everything goes faster, grows faster, moves faster, except red monkeys. 
She's right. Like, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm like, oh, well, this is a way for them to be like, uh, yeah, pregnant. Because when Julia was like, I just wanted a month to figure out what's going on. Because we know what happened with Julia, but I don't think Fed knows. Right. And it's like, okay, well, this is workable. But then you can see when they're talking how Fen was feeling because of the fairies taking her child. Right. So, like, you've seen both sides of it. It's like, oh, this can get bad. Yeah. So, Julia could have the baby here in no time. By the end of the month. Yeah. Before she can even make a decision on what to do. But I have a feeling I know what Julia's going to do. She's going to have the baby and give it to Finn. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Well, because she so, could have it before Penny even knows anything because Red Bull Right. Yeah. So Margot pulls Ellis aside from the group and pulls out a flask. And before she can get a word out, Elle grabs it and takes a mighty big drink. And says it's the worst mojito ever. Yes. Margot grabs it back and takes a drink and they... Swap oh bodies. my god, I love it. She's like, that's because it's not a mojito, it's a potion. And prepare to, and then suddenly yes. Elliot's like, ovary up, bitch. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> and it was so yes. funny because Elliot's just like, did we just Freaky Friday? I loved it. I just love the way it happened. And yep. I'm like, okay, wait. So Summer playing Hal playing Summer. I thought yeah. it was hilarious and vice versa. I'm like, oh my God, how much fun was that for them? Even the way they walk. Yes. That acting. Yes, it is. They know each other's characters so very well. And of course, Elle is confused and Margot explains that this was the only way she could figure out how to keep Elle from killing DK. And there's one drawback. If they tell anyone who they are, they won't be able to swap bodies back. And of That's course, this. A big oops. Yeah. And of course, this brings Charlton out, and Elle has to explain who he is to Margot. So. And that he can help her. Does. Okay. All right. So, Margot and Elliot, I was calling Marriott. No, Margot. What? Wait. Margot's Elgo. body, Elliot's consciousness was Marriott for me. And then Elliot's body, Margot's conscious, will go. So does Marriott see Charlton, even though she's explaining to Elgo who Charlton is? I think so. So they can both see him now. Right. That's really weird. Yeah, because Elliot's consciousness is in Margot, and that's really where Charlton lives. But because Margot's in Elliot's body... She can seem as well. Hmm. Now, of course, it doesn't go well for either as Elgo gets spooked by a butterfly and Josh figures out whoever it is, it isn't Margot and decides to stop helping find the tree. I was kind of pissed. I'm like, no, Josh. Yeah, you're screwing everything up. Can't explain it. No. Now, Julia puts everyone in the castle asleep, so Margaret can get close to DK. Well, Charlton helps Margaret when she gets a little too aggressive in trying to seduce DK. And with her language, because she was speaking Margot speak there at the beginning. Yeah, I love Charlton's like, no, you know how to deal with men, but 
not as Elliot. Yes. It's different. It's like, oh, okay. And eventually, Margaret and DK reverse the sleeping spell and go to his quarters where he apologizes for his behavior the night before. Now, Elgo hasn't found the tree and berates Josh, which sounds more like Margot, and he decides to go ahead and find the tree, but he's not real happy about being talked to that way. And I'm going to say this now because we know when everything gets flipped back, why didn't Margot go and talk to Josh then? Right. To go tell him what happened, the situation, and that you couldn't tell him at the time. Right. Or they'd been stuck. Right. I think she will eventually, maybe. You think so? I mean, she hadn't talked to him yet, but <laughs> I can see, kind of see why. I mean, they they went from one apocalypse to another. And so, yeah, feelings sometimes have to go on the back burner. Now, unfortunately for Elliot's case, they're on the front burner. Right. But he's having to deal with being a monster. So Charlton notices that the candle changes color, which is the signal that the tree has been chopped down. Now, of course, I was thinking, that's pretty damn fast. Maybe she just, well, she has her axes, but. Right, but it's Elliot's body. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking, yeah, Elliot chopping down a tree that big, uh, that's probably going to take a couple hours. Maybe it was magic. Yeah, maybe. So Finn sees guards heading to DK's room, and Julia has to do something. And we see Margaret make a move to kill DK, but DK pushes him back into a wall, knowing something isn't right. And asks, "Are you under a spell? Are you under?" He's like, "I can explain it, but it's not going to end well." Right. And out of nowhere, we see a sword come piercing through DK's chest. I was Say, like, oh what? my god, somebody else was trying to kill him the whole time. Right. Until he falls. And, and, yeah, as he falls to the floor, we see that it's Julia with the sword. Which really threw me off. I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, she's going to do what she thinks she needs to do. And we see later we see Margot and Elliot discuss how they ended up screwing each other's love life and agree that they will somehow deal with it. And we see DK lying in a pool of blood when he suddenly arises. So much for that plan. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. So he's still alive. He's not connected to that tree. Does this mean that maybe because he can control and raise the takers and everything, he's connected to them? Right. he made a deal with somebody on the other side, wherever they're from. Right. And that's what he's connected to. It's like, I have so many questions when he woke up. Right. And what the hell does this mean for Elliot now? Well, the whole group now. Well, they can all kind of flit off back to Earth. Yeah, they're going to have to, I'm afraid. Well, I mean, he only knows about Elliot. He doesn't know about Margot, Julia, Fen, Josh. So Elliot's going to have to lay low. Oh, yeah. But I I don't know. I just feel like this raised a hell of a lot more questions than I had to begin with. Right. And they did take a leap that thinking that because he had that tree tattoo on his chest, that that was the conduit. Well, apparently it's not the conduit. It's the conduit that is allowing the takers to come through to fillery. Oh, maybe chopping down that tree makes it where they can't come now. Maybe it's something like that. Eh, maybe. 
It probably isn't that simple, though. No. Nothing ever is. (laughs) Not on the magicians. Oh, my gosh. Well, what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts, your tinfoil hat theories, anything. Because this one is getting so twisty and turny. Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to unknot this whole tapestry anytime soon. Yeah. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about the show. Make them watch it live. Yes. They can binge everything and then watch this live with us because we want more people watching. I am worried personally that because our ratings are not as great and the numbers aren't there like they have been, we may not get another season. Right. This is 100% me just speculating, but seeing how sci-fi seems to look at stuff, because they are NBC, I just want those numbers up. Yes. If you know people, don't wait to binge watch. Right. Because that may be the last time you binge watch a season of The Magicians. No. Okay. Don't freak out, Sean. We don't know anything yet. All right. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And like I said, please send us your thoughts. We'd love to share them. So you can head over to www.fangirlzone.com, go to our contacts page and send us your thoughts all those different ways. Email, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything we want to know. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Margot, did we just Freaky Friday? And until next time.